You're listening to Gospel Theory, a Called to Learn audio podcast. For more information about Called to Learn, visit calledtolearn.com. That's calledtolearn.com. Thank you for listening. Welcome to Gospel Theory, where we are finding the truth of Jesus Christ amidst all of the rumors, the myths, and the incorrect definitions. And boy, are there a lot of myths and incorrect definitions, yes. aren't there? <laughs> As we discovered through the last couple episodes. So let's um, talk about your story. Have you ever um, been in a situation where someone asks you who you are, what you're doing, and you get talking and you're so excited and, and um, sharing stories back and forth, back and forth, mm-hmm. back and forth, right? So I want to tell it now. The audience probably doesn't know this, but and you know this very well. But our story about um, so let's we'll call it our story. Okay. Um, our story about Etienne, our his your younger brother getting a liver transplant. Yes. Recently, he had to have another transplant. He had to have a a, um, a bile duct transplant. Not a bile duct. Sorry, a portal vein transplant. Portal vein. Yeah. yeah, a bypass. So, and we ended up having to use a donor for that. But in that process, so I'm going to tell you it, this, I'm going to tell you this part of the story my way. Okay. Okay. And then you're, then I'm going to tell you it a different way and we're going to talk about the differences. Okay. Okay. Sweet. Okay. okay so I'm going to tell you two, uh, two, two stories. It's the same story, just two different ways. All right. So I'm in the hospital and Etienne is struggling. Like he can't eat. He can't drink except for just four sips of water a day. Yeah. He's on IV fluid. He's on uh, fluid to eat, um, giving him nutrition through his IV as well. And he is struggling mentally like, mom, I just want to go home and be normal. And mom, I just want to go home and play with tears. And mom, I just want to go home. Right. He's just, yeah. he's struggling. And I know he's struggling mentally. So the doctors come in and they tell tell me that we need to have a, uh, a surgery. So I say, no, we need to go home first and get him mentally well. And they're like, well, there is a chance that he can go home. I mean, he's not bleeding currently right now. Yeah. So, yes, he can probably go home and do that. And I'm like, okay, we're taking that option. And in my story, that's that's my my option. My, my option is go home, get him mentally well. Yeah. So we, we make the plan for that. He has to wean off the medication. So it's going to take 24 hours to wean off the medication. Then after that, um, he can... He can um, and then the next day he can go home. So I'm like, sweet, we're planning his meal that he can eat that night. We're planning our trip. We're planning how he, the friends coming over for the next day so that we can all talk and share about his story and what we're going to happen. And then he bleeds again and everything is shut down and we can't go home. And so I argue with the doctor. I fight with the um, uh, with God. I actually fight with God and say, this is this can't happen. And then I decided that it was going to be okay to stay here and we can do some things. And so I went to the craft store and I got the craft stuff that we can do. And I've tried to make him happy. And then he ended up having the surgery three days later and we had to stay in the hospital the whole time. Yep. It's a terrible, distracting, terrible situation. How do you feel when I tell you that story? Hopeless. Yeah. Sad. I mean, it eventually worked out, but it was kind of a bummer. Yeah. I remember our friend Tyler Watson, how he tells stories mm-hmm. um, is a lot of the times people will tell their story and you're just like feel, feeling empty and 
sad, mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of just Hopeless. a little depressed. Yeah. <laughs> You're just like, I, yeah. a lot of people tell their story through that. And I think it's important to tell your story yeah. because it's really powerful. Mm-hmm. But uh, you got to add some add some happiness in there. <laughs> Otherwise, no or one's going to want to listen. some kind, right? Because right? I have friends that will constantly tell me stories that is just constantly depressing. I have a cousin that constantly calls me and tells me her story about the day, and I'm like, that's depressing. I don't want to hear it anymore. <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. Where's the light at the end of the tunnel? It's just like you're always going through something. I, well, where's I the joy amidst the sorrow? Yeah. Where is it, right? That's why we're trying trying to find truth amidst these errors. Trying to find joy amidst the sorrow is another thing that we need to do. The riots that are happening right now. Yeah. I felt like I there was no I felt very hopeless mm-hmm. yesterday. But there are like glimmers of so much light, so much. You just what do you want to focus on? Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. But Same I th- have a stories. feeling about what you're going to tell with this next story is going <laughs> to be a little bit different. Yeah. It is a little bit different. All right. So same story, same scenario, same everything. I'm just going to tell it differently. Okay. Okay. All right. So Etienne's in the hospital. He's been diagnosed with a uh, closed off portal vein and he needs a new one. But it's not closed off completely. And we're worried about whether he's going to bleed out or not. So, um, and I noticed his mental health is getting really bad. I, I asked God to help me know what to do. The thing that came to my mind was go home, let him have at least 24 hours respite, let him have happiness and joy. So I'm like, okay, let's blank, make that plan. I talked to the doctors. They're all on board with me, agree with me that we can do this. I'm like, great. And then he bleeds and I personally fail, right? Hmm. I said, let's not tell the doctors. Right. <laughs> right. Let's not tell them. But then because he is bleeding, we we have to tell him. And of course, the doctors say, no, now he has to stay here. Now we have to get back on the yeah. medicine, blah, da, 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 da. So I run away and I have a conversation with Heavenly Father. And during that conversation, he chastises me pretty good. <laughs> he said, you know, this is, has nothing to do with you and your decision and all of the things. This is everything to do with my story, not yours. Yeah, And it hit me like a ton of bricks. Heavenly Father's story, he's going to make this all right, not me. So I came back with a completely new attitude. Heavenly Father guided me to go find the crafts. Then Heavenly Father guided me to be a happier person. Then the mm-hmm. next day, my family comes to the hospital, and oh, they all get to do that with me. things. And... 18 gets to play with his brother downstairs. And at the end of the day, I said, 18, how was this day? How was today versus all the other days that we've been in this hospital? And he says, Mom, it felt like normal. Mm-hmm. Now, what was my desire? My desire was get him home. That's the only way he can feel normal. So he can be mentally ready for this for the surgery, right? But no, Heavenly Father knew that had to happen. Just not at all. It was his story. He guided me. He guided the whole story the whole way. So by Tuesday, by Monday, by Tuesday, by Wednesday, we were happy, man. We were having the time of our lives. His mental ability was strong. He was ready and prepared to go into that surgery. Exactly. I, God gave me what I needed and God gave Atian what he needed. 
everything for his story so that he could go through the surgery before COVID hit. And I had yeah. no idea COVID was coming. No one did. No one did. Yeah. And it happened the day before they were told not to do elective surgeries and his was counting as an elective surgery. Did God know the whole picture? God knew the whole picture. I didn't. When I stepped back and we allowed God to take over the story, that's when the story happened. Yeah, if you would have gone home, then you wouldn't have been able to. I would have waited a week and then I wouldn't have been in. He wouldn't have been able to have the picture. He'd probably be still in ICU, wow. to be honest. Yeah, crazy. All right, just the difference. What was the difference between that story and the last story? Well, you obviously tied God into it. Yeah. It wasn't about me anymore. Like, I had to change. I had to repent because it was about me at the beginning. Right. Right? But once I repented and it was his story, it's a totally different subject. Yeah. Feeling. Tell me I the just, feeling. I, I love that, yeah, the feeling of, of hope and happiness and and how you can see the light in the darkness. Yeah. Big time. And it's so simple and that lesson was I just love this is not my story I mean it's not your story it's mine yeah I love that answer mm-hmm. it's so powerful yeah if we always look that through the lens always seeing the big picture mm-hmm. through the lens of his story not our story yeah we'll always be happy yeah right mm-hmm. even in the darkest of times yes 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 because it's like we just have to like we have to play our role like mm-hmm. we talked about last time mm-hmm. and then we we look at our role and we and we and, and we have our steps but our still our role is still through Christ Christ's story so we are not the main character no no right? obviously not we are not the main character in his story we play a role in his story we're not the main character and so when we tell our story we need to be telling his story instead it's the support of the main role yeah we take out if we take out the main character our story falls flat yeah it does it does nothing it does nothing to lift anybody it does nothing to lift you it does nothing but when we tell his story and how he changed me then that story comes alive that story has a main character again yeah it does right that's what we need to do so when we define, because this next little section, we're going to define three more roles of, of Christ. But those three roles or four roles that we're going to talk about right now are, are his story, right? Mm-hmm. They happened, this next four things happened while he was on earth telling his story. Now his story talks about the pre-mortal life and the afterlife too. But, but during, the, during the earth life, when we study history... We study his story. Otherwise, and this might be a tangent we'll have to go on another time, but the study of history is dangerous. Why? Because most people study it without seeing his story in it. And it will lead you away from God every time. I totally believe that. Yeah. So when we study history, we have to put his story in it. We have to through it through the lens of his story. Otherwise, nothing makes sense. I, I agree. I've studied history both ways. And the only way to see it, in my opinion, is through the lens of, of his story, of, of Christ. Otherwise, why, why would he put these terrible, terrible men who do terrible, terrible things 
and then all of a sudden it works out and he makes it work. Otherwise, that none of that would make sense. Yeah. Why did Hitler win? I mean, why did Hitler not win? Why did, um, why did he have corrupt men who weren't perfect? Mm-hmm. Like the founding fathers weren't perfect. I mean, and but they weren't corrupt. They just weren't perfect. He has imperfect men doing the role, their role, and in, in his story. story. Mm-hmm. And it totally makes sense. It totally plans out. Otherwise, it's like. How did those people win the Revolutionary War when all revolutions always ended in bloodshed? Mm-hmm. In terrible bloodshed. Yeah. Every single war, and then even wars after that. There was the Revolutionary War of, uh, of French. Mm-hmm. How'd that turn out? Not so good. Yeah. And you know why? Because they were focused on the philosophy of Plato and of Socrates and of and of that, like we talked about in a couple episodes before, they were mm-hmm. f- so focused on that, not focused on Christ. And and his story and his uh, doctrine and his script, mm-hmm. they just took it out and they thought that they could just make it work with Greek, Greek philosophy. My way. <laughs> it did not work at all. No, no. And they failed. But you could, stu- you could study um, the, the, uh, what is it? the plague. Right? Why did the plague happen? That's a terrible thing. Or why is all these destructions in Rwanda and yeah. killing each other? I mean, all these horrible things. It's but amazing you, how we even live on this earth. <laughs> it is. It is. But if we step back and see this is his story and what is his story leading to, he has to come. There has to be a second coming, right? Yeah. That's what our current event is focused on. We are focused on the second coming. Every event that happens is going to get us closer to the second coming. And we got to see that. We have to go back and look at the big picture. This is the second cup. This is this is giving us one step closer to the second and coming. Doesn't that give you hope? That gives me so much hope. Yeah. By rather than focusing on COVID-19 and how fearful people are right now. Mm-hmm. But if we looked at the big picture in his story, we wouldn't be fearful. We'd be happy. We'd be excited to be like, ooh, what's this next adventure? Something else is happening, even though it's terrible, but something else is happening mm-hmm. to progress his story. Yeah. It's the next chapter. And that should be exciting, not fearful. Right. Exactly. Exactly. The other reason that history, um, another example in history, is um, studying Christian history. You know, like the Catholics will, will, some people will say, hey, I want to be a priest. And so they go to the preschool and they study the history of Catholicism all the way back to its beginning in ancient Christianity. And they're like, oh, my gosh, this is there's so much corruption. There's so many lies. There's so many. Oh, everything I've been told is just just, terrible. And they leave the church. Right. They leave the Catholic church and say that's everything I've been told is a lie. Same thing within our religion. We start studying Joseph Smith and the. Seer stone or Joseph, whatever, and we're I like, just oh, heard the there's other so day, many corruptions. You know, he he used the seer stones to make money. Yeah, I don't he know did. That. I didn't know that. <laughs> I would love to explore that story more because <laughs> I'm like, I have, I don't, and and I'm thought I'm thinking to myself as he was saying this. He was a gold digger too. I did know that. Okay, I remember that. <laughs> right. But see, all those things that none of it. I think that's why the church doesn't focus on those stories. Is because no, but they're trying. They we used to hide them, 
And the church is being very open right now and saying, let's not hide these stories anymore. That's Get good them too. out. Get them out. Show that no Joseph Smith was not perfect by any mm-hmm. means or nope. any. Isn't that the point though? Yeah. That just gives me more hope. It's like <laughs> he gave an, an imperfect man an, a role. Why? Did, I hate it when people think that these men have to be perfect in order to, for us to respect them. In order for us to listen to them. Or the famous saying that the church is perfect, but not the people in it. Well, think about what Christ has to work with. At least we have an example of Christ being perfect, right? Yeah. (laughs) What does Christ have? He only has imperfect people to work with. (laughs) And that's the thing. It's like, why, why do we focus so much on, oh, well, he had slaves, so we shouldn't listen to anything he says, and everything he did was terrible. Two things can be true at once. Yes. A lot of the founding fathers owned slaves. And a lot of them treated them well. Maybe some of them didn't. You can make that argument. And we've had a really rough patch. A really rough pa- uh, past as a, in American history. But that's never the point. But they also did a lot of good. But there's a lot of good. Yeah. And it was through his story. It's through his role mm-hmm. that we... That, that, if we focused on that, then we would have no doubt in our minds. Yeah. Because yeah. God has to deal with imperfect people. And that's okay. And we just mm-hmm. need to forgive them and let it go. Yeah. Well, and we need to tell the founding father's story through his story. Yeah. Right? Because otherwise we it doesn't make any everybody. sense why it's they won the Revolutionary us. War. It doesn't make any sense mm-hmm. with the Bill of Rights. It doesn't make any sense why we've had our Constitution for 200 years. And that is the oldest constitution in the history of the world why does it work so well because it involves god mm-hmm. period yeah. end of story and god helped us win the revolutionary war so we and and i love how um george washington and um one of his comrades decided to get together to write the history of the revolutionary war and the making of the constitution together and they said hey let's write it all down they wrote it all down and they looked at all the odds of like there's no way this worked and they said never mind we're not going to write this they said, and so in the conclusion, they said, we won through divine providence. <laughs> that's it's the only way that makes that's sense. That's the only thing, yeah. So even they told his story through their story. Or no, Pretty no, awesome. They told their story through his story, right? And we need to do the same. So that's our invitation to you today is to define your story through his story, through Christ's story, through, the, um, through seeing it through him. A professor of mine told me the definition of faith, the best definition he had ever heard of faith, is, um, see if I can get it right, is learning how to tell his story instead of your own. Well, that's pretty cool. Yeah. And from then on, I was just like, wow, I really need to repent and learn how to tell every story. Every story should be with God because that is his story. So our invitation to you is to define your story through his story. Find out what your role is in his play, in his story, in next to him. He's with us, right? He's on stage with us performing this big magical play and we are supporting roles. So what is your role to support God? Bear your testimony through his story, which is your story. Yeah. And I think that's the most powerful thing you could do yep for sure okay well thanks for listening and uh, we're going to define some more roles and figure out our roles in our lives as well 
Um, so be sure to check us out there um, the next episode. Uh, we'll see you then. All right. Bye-bye. Yeah, bye. This has been Gospel Theory, a Called to Learn audio podcast. For more podcasts like this, visit our website at calledtolearn.com forward slash podcast. All right. Sounds good. All right. Sounds good. All right. Sounds good. All right.